This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Every Wednesday at 8 o'clock, we have uh, folks from all over the campus of Millican University stopping by to uh, talk about the various areas that they're involved in. Just grows and grows and grows. And so many things, uh, uh, particularly when it comes uh, to student activities and more importantly, community activities. Uh, and I, I wish more people, if you haven't seen the, the new school for theater and dance, I, I mean, I can't imagine there's a nicer facility in the United States of America, right? It's A+. Plus. Well, you know, we've had great program for yeah, years, but they were operating out of closets and classrooms, and now there's this incredible thing. The nursing program uh, at Millican University, and man, is this an important funnel, because if you talk to anybody in the medical industry, there is a dramatic shortage of nurses and and the recruitment level things that are going on and sign-on bonuses and, and things that are happening out there. You know, this is a field uh, that's, you know, I, people worry about technology and what does that mean for jobs and, you know, are robots going to take, you know, this is an area that's going to be in demand for a long time. And so fortunately, we get to cover a couple of different things today. We welcome uh, a Millican student into the uh, studios, uh, Naomi Hall, who is a senior nursing major, uh, and Nikki Gary, who is director of Campus Life. Uh, and uh, what, what does BIPOC stand for? Yeah, good morning. So that's Black Indigenous People of Color. Okay. I wanted to make sure I, I knew that I would fumble that <laughs> uh, support. One of the things that, that Nick and I have noted over the years, and, and we've been partners with Milliken on a lot of things, is the campus looks very different today than it did maybe even 10 years ago, right? Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's intentional. Absolutely. So I'm a Milliken alum as well, and the campus is definitely more diverse than yeah. it used to be, which is a good thing. So we're moving in the right direction, and being a PWI primarily white institution, we want to make sure that we have support for our students of color. Okay, so what does that mean then as far as your job entails uh, of making those kids feel welcome and that there's programming and that there's community for them? Absolutely. Everyone on Milliken's campus, regardless of color, wants a sense of love and belonging. So making sure that they feel like Milliken is indeed their home. Okay. How did you end up at Milliken? Oh my gosh. I was actually just filling in. So I've been adjuncting since 2017. Okay. So you've been on there for a little while. Yeah. yeah. And I was just filling in and I fell in love with the job. I love helping students. And my intentions is to be to them who I didn't have when I was at Milliken. All right. What year did you graduate? 2003. Nick? Just a few years. Oh, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. So <laughs> you and Nick were there. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm assuming you go back to your own personal memory bank. Mm. It's light years ahead of what it was in 2003. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we've and, come a long way. Still have some way to go, but we're making good progress. Well, I always enjoy visiting campus because I always feel like people have this concept of college campuses today that everybody's just arguing and people are just trying to. I, and and <laughs> I, I, I just, Naomi, is that your experience or is it what I see when I visit that there's a lot of life and a lot of activity, a lot of creativity, and people enjoy their time there? Oh, for sure. College has been the highlight of my life so far, and it's Always positive vibes. Yeah, and I feel like uh, the university, I mean, I, I just, you go into the library and you feel like it feels like it's there for everyone. You look at the theater or the programming and it feels like it's for everyone, yeah. uh, which is really cool. Uh, so you're a MacArthur kid. Yes, I, I have yes. to say that. Nick and I have a running bet, so uh, we're, we're tallying the success stories of Eisenhower versus MacArthur. Uh, did you, when did you know you wanted to go into nursing? I knew I wanted to go into nursing. I want to say my senior year in high school. Okay. I knew medical, the medical field was what I wanted, but senior years when I did the internships, the job shadows, and I realized like nursing is the career that 
I am most interested in. Okay, so you went the path of going to Richland first, right? Yes. And and because that's a great career path, right? To go from Richland to Milliken, oh, sure. particularly in this field. Now, Nick, uh, I'm not going to ask anything personal, but you know, she hasn't even graduated and she's already employed. I mean, this is the the demand thing I'm talking about. <laughs> not everybody, particularly people who are majoring in art, can say that. You know, when they were a, a senior uh, in college. So, congratulations to you, and I'm I'm thrilled that you're going to stay here in your hometown and make a difference uh, for people for years to come. Thank you. Uh, so uh, it's pretty amazing. Do you have you enjoyed? You know, give us your little you know, elevator speech about the nursing program. Have, have you had fun doing that at Milliken? I have learned so much in my three years at Milliken in the nursing program. I was super nervous going into it. Like nursing is very intimidating. There's a lot of skills to know, a lot of medications to know, and yeah. then you're caring for people who are like literally sick. Like this is the worst day of their lives, and like I'm able to step in to care for them, and so. Yeah, I learned a lot. The program has really boosted my confidence. The professors yeah. are very helpful, willing to like stay after time and help us out. And so, yeah, I made a lot of good friends. I could keep going, keep going on. <laughs> well, you're going to find out when you get to your new employer, nurses run everything. They're the most important cog in the wheel. Uh, I, I know people, doctors, egos will tell you, but the nurses are in charge of everything, <laughs> right? Uh, and the most direct contact uh, mm -hmm. with those people that are in a dire situation because mm -hmm. nobody goes to the hospital unless they have right. to go to the hospital. So right. kudos to you. All right. So we got all kinds of things going on for Black History Month. Uh, one of those events just happened. We gave away tickets uh, last week, Nick, to the performance. Uh, that was uh, at Circus Zuma Zuma. Yeah, absolutely. And and I got a, a nice thank you note from the winner of, of those. They really enjoyed the show. Uh, Kirkland Fine Arts Center, one of the great venues we have in this community. It's good to see community people come and see this kind of stuff. Absolutely. I heard it was well attended. I was not able to make it, but heard, heard good things about it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what's coming up Monday, February 13th? So that will be our main Black History Month speaker. Our theme for this year is sharing authentic black voices. So we have Dr. Akello coming. He is a spoken word artist that will speak about Black History Month, but in an artistic way using spoken word. All right. And that is free to the public, right? Absolutely. So it's one of those things, you know, uh, and if it's at Kirkland, you've got plenty of room mm -hmm. uh, for people to show up. So they don't need to reserve tickets or RSVP or anything. They can just show up Absolutely. for the event. Plenty of parking there. you got mm -hmm. cross the street at the disc and everything else. Uh, you can park and, and enjoy the event. Now it's at 7 o'clock? It is. All right. What do we expect out of this or what are you looking forward to? Just looking forward to hear about Black History Month, but from a different um, perspective, using spoken word. Okay. And this is a family-friendly event, so people can come with their spouses, their young children. We're expecting it to last about 45 minutes, and then he will do a short Q&A afterwards. That's always fun to get the interaction with people who are there to see it, right? Uh, it it will be student-moderated also. Oh, so, um, Courtney's one... not going to do this one? I saw, what did I see? Yeah, Reverend so... Carson's going to be. I'm not sure this is in his wheelhouse. We may have to go just to watch <laughs> and see him do this. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, so there will be a short Q&A and some interaction with the audience then. Well, we will have questions pre-populated. Ah, okay. Yeah, and then our student moderator, who is a theater and acting major at Milliken, so he will be, um, Kobe Thornton is his name, Okay. and he will be moderating that event. So giving him a chance to kind of spotlight what he does well. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, all right, uh, then coming up uh, on February 21st, you have Voices of Black and Brown Poets presented by the School of Theater and Dance and Milliken Campus Life. What is this event? So it's also free to the public. It is. So Professor Tony Morton, his class, um, they're speech, featuring or spotlighting black and brown authors. And they're going to just do some readings. Um, very lighthearted event. 
for students to come, community members to come also. And that's probably about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour event. I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to talk about this uh, here in a little bit uh, after our guest about public speaking. I read a very interesting thing on LinkedIn yesterday. It, you know, it is the number one fear uh, uh, across the board, not even close, by all human beings. I mean, it's above death, which makes no sense to me, but it is. <laughs> so to get up and do poetry or do spoken word, I mean, it's a pretty amazing feat. I know you sit in an audience and you watch it, but mm -hmm. it's tough. It is. So I always, you know, have just an appreciation of people willing to go and do that. Uh, all right. And then you've got a, uh, a performance by uh, the School of Music and the Millican Symphonic Wind Ensemble coming up on Sunday, February 26th which is at 2 p.m., also free to the public. Uh, and this is what I saw uh, Decatur Navid, Reverend Courtney Carson, the Rev, is mm -hmm. going to narrate this. That'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love it. <laughs> oh, we love uh, great stuff. So, you know, this is just three events in a row. They're free and open to the public. People get a chance to see uh, the beautiful campus. If you haven't been there a while, there's so much new. You know, I, I feel like the Commons still feels, you know, new to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and other stuff. Then there's a spring lecture series we can talk about. And this is really cool. I know it's not your program, but it's coming up, Nick, uh, as a photographer, you will really like this. Uh, March 1st at 7 p.m. Uh, in the Bob and Debbie Johnston Banquet Rooms. That's the third floor big room area uh, at the University Commons. Uh, Amanda, and I'm not sure how to pronounce her, is it Lucidon? Lucidon? Uh, it, she was a photographer for the Obamas. Uh, mm -hmm. And she's going to give a presentation called uh, Chasing Light. She was the official White House photographer to the Obamas and an award-winning filmmaker. And a collection of her images uh, called Chasing Light was released back in 2017. You're probably familiar with it if you, yeah. if you Google online. She's going to be on the campus of Millican University. What a great way to go listen to somebody who had a, an insight because yeah. the photographer at the White House is on it, in everything. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be a big draw because March is Women's History Month. So she's our spotlighted speaker for the month of March. All right. And then you have Civic Discourse Week, March 29th. Uh, Jonathan Mooney will be presenting uh, Learning Outside the Lines. Uh, very interesting story for that. And we'll be talking about some of these other events as we go on, you know, every week. Uh, but it seems like uh, a lot of planning. I mean, when you're, when you're involved in this, how far out are you working on it? Like, you know, trying to get speakers and dates and all that kind of thing. At least a semester. Yeah. So Naomi is my student worker, and we've been working on Black History Month since the middle of last year, maybe? Yeah. At least the fall. How engaged are the students these days? I mean, will they attend this stuff in, in good numbers? I sure hope so. We are putting this on for the students so that they can feel, like you said, have a safe space, um, feel represented. And so, yeah, I encourage all the students to go. Well, the anxiety you have is what everybody who does anything in this community has, like all this work, I hope people show up. It's, it's <laughs> <Yes>. not unusual, <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, all right, so if, if there's the making promise, and, and they always you know, uh, want me to talk about this. And I think it's important because you, you are local, you're local. Mm -hmm. uh, Millican wasn't always a local destination for large groups of, of people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, here locally. Yeah. And now that they've got this automatic tuition uh, reduction, you know, if you're, it's not even Macon County, it's, it's kind of outside the lines, but it's all the local high schools. Mm -hmm. And then you think about when you got scholarships and grants, I think a lot of people assume they can't afford Absolutely. Millican University or they have a presumption that that's not for me or my family mm -hmm. when that's just not true. Absolutely. And the, the point is um, feasible and make it affordable for our homegrown students right here. 
right? So those that are going to local high schools and even those transferring from Richland, we yep. want to make sure that it's affordable and, you know, a feasible plan. Absolutely. And then if you look at the placement rates, you know, you know of graduates, I mean, it's off the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we get a lot of kids like Naomi that decide to stay here and make a difference in their careers, right? But that doesn't mean Absolutely. you can't chase your dreams around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I just want people to realize, I just think for a long time in this community, that was sort of an island unto itself and, and people didn't see themselves there or felt like they couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. I, I believe a thousand percent in the education. I know what the placement rates prove that. I mean, the kids are ready for the world right. when they come out of there. I'm just hopeful there are more and more people like Naomi that see themselves in our community being at Millican. Absolutely. And that's going to take us collaborating with local schools as well to, to get those students. No, I, I, I get exhausted just looking at Lori Kern's social media. She's I like at every her. school, every kid, every <laughs> conversation. Uh, uh, and so you guys are doing a great job with the outreach. And that's kind of what this is about every Wednesday. So to get a chance just to share the stories that are happening uh, on the campus. Once again, Monday, uh, literally, uh, Dr. Akello will be there at 7 o'clock, Kirkland Fine Arts Center, free to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Voices of Black and Brown Poets uh, will be Tuesday, February 21st at 5, uh, 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the University Commons lobby. And then you've got Liberation. Uh, by the School of Music and Millican Symphonic Wind Ensemble, Sunday, February 26th at Kirkland Fine Arts Center. It's a 2 p.m. performance, free to the public, and uh, it will be an amazing thing. Thanks for all your hard work and planning all this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You guys have a great day. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.